Do we have a story to tell? Oh, you betcha. You're not going to believe it. Well, we hope you believe it. It took us a while to believe it. Well, not me. I knew we do it. I mean, I was the disciple that Jesus loved. Mm. You see, in the beginning, whoa, 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 how far back are we going? I was there early that morning before light. Yes, that morning. You were there first. Or maybe we need to go back a bit earlier. You appreciate what we experienced. It might be important to share about how we got there. It was. A tough week. It started with so much hope and expectation. You should have seen his entrance into Jerusalem. Everybody came. Everybody was cheering. It felt like maybe, just maybe, this was the start of something wonderful. You could feel revolution in the air. Things were going to change. Just not how we expected them to change. And I just thought he did give us plenty of food. I mean, he flat out told us what was about to happen. And no one to Jerusalem anyway. But when you want to believe something so badly, when you believe in something so strongly, it's sometimes hard to see the truth right in front of you. Yeah. And yet, somehow that truth fit with what you believe, just not the way you expected. Right. But when things started to unravel, it was scary. After the arrest, we disciples were a mess. I was sure Peter was going to get arrested for cutting off the servant of the high priest's ear. Look, I just wanted to protect him. But he was, he is, the antithesis of violence. Hurting someone to protect him would never work. And I should have realized that. But it was hard to see how all of this, how any of this could be... A good thing. Anything but the end. The destruction of everything we worked for. I left my family the only job I ever known because I believed so much in what we were doing, what he stood for, and who he was. Anyway, he healed the guy, he arrested him, and then things really began to fall apart. I took off. I left him. So did all the other disciples. Yeah, but I lied over and over. I said I wasn't his follower. Like I had nothing to do with it. I was scared. We all were scared. But I should have stayed with him. It was a hard time for all of us. Yeah, but you both stood by him at the end. Well, what we thought was the end. The blood you both did. It was heartbreaking. But yes, we were there. Only they all moved across. They hung up the sign, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, and divided up his clothes. And cried out to God. And they stabbed him in the side. And they pulled his lifeless body down. And they wrapped him in linens and fine spices and took him to the garden. And they laid him in the tomb and sealed it up. The next few days were a painful time. It was hard to see a way forward. It was hard to know who to trust. We all were so fearful and for good reason. We didn't know where to turn to or what to do. I felt lost. So early that morning, I decided to go back to where we had left him, in the garden. In the tomb. That huge rock that took 
momentum to move, that rock was gone. His body was gone. I was shocked, bewildered, understandable. And then it began to feel like another betrayal. How could they even have taken his body away from us? I ran to tell Peter and John to see if they knew something about this or what could be done. She went to the right place. Those others that Christ could trust and beloved, <laughs> obviously. And we ran to the two. Some faster than others. <laughs> yes, and some not ready to enter the two before others. Well, and okay, what did we see? Nobody. No body. Just the strips of linen and cloth, separated and carefully folded. When I saw this, I believed. When I saw this, I didn't know what to think, but I knew I had to stick around. When I saw this, I left, more confused and scared than when I arrived. After they left, I remained there in the morning. Oh, are you going to tell me about Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. And then, do you mind? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this part, you weren't there. No, you're right. I wasn't. Because I already believed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my apologies. Tell us your experience. <laughs> After they left, I stayed because I didn't know what else to do. I wept for them. I wept for me. I wept for all of us who had put our faith in him. At some point, I decided to look at the tomb again, and then there were two angels seated where he had been laid. And they said, Woman, why are you crying? I said something about people taking the body away, and I didn't know where he was. And when I turned around, there was the gardener. I was a little taken aback when he snuck up on me like that, and he also asked me why I was crying. I mean, come on, isn't it obvious? I'm at it too. Anyway, I figured maybe he had moved the body for some reason. So I asked him that. And if so, could he just tell me where it was? And then he said, Mary. It was not a burner, it was him. Somehow, he was alive. He is alive. How can this be? What does this mean? <coughs> Have you seen it? We three were there that morning. We all experienced the ambition. We all experienced this first Easter, each in our own way. I saw the empty tomb and believed. I saw the empty tomb in fear. I saw the empty tomb and waited. He wept. And finally, I saw Christ. Christ has risen. The light that has come into the world. We each experienced that morning. Each in our own way. And Christ accepts and loves each of us exactly as we are. With all our quirks and complexities, with all our fears and failures, with all that we are, and all that we have been, and all that we could be. Do we have a story to tell? What has come into being in Him's life? And the light is the light of all. How and where will you meet the risen Christ?